You're listening to the Boogeyman's Closet Podcast. Explicit language and spoilers ahead. You've been warned. And we are back for yet another episode of the Boogeyman's Closet. As always, I am Mike Alvarez. Maurice Gilliver. Susie Hunt. And we have a guest joining us today. It's me, Susie Hunt. (laughs) 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 2.0. Susie 2.0. Uzi. Yes, I like it. I like it. You see, one of us is the real Susie. The other one is a pod person. Ah. Which one do you kill? Hmm? Whichever one can sing the least amount of ditties. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't take chances. I'm just going to kill you both. <laughs> that was dark. <laughs> that was dark. Make sure you do the double tap. Yep. Yes. <laughs> oh, but we are continuing our month of one and done slashers with episode 155, Slaughter High, from 1986. Uh, it's an hour and 30 minutes, directed by three directors. We have George Dugdale, who also did Living Doll, Mark Ezra, who did Savage Hearts, The Dark Knight, and House Swap, not The Dark Knight you're thinking of, uh, Peter McKenzie, who did Living Doll, and Heaven's a Drag. So we have three different people. Uh, let's sounds go. Like, sounds like they all directed like softcore Skinamax movies. They, uh, they, all three of them did nothing much. Yeah, (laughs) pretty much. Yes. (laughs) They all have worked in Hollywood in some capacity, you know, like grip two type of thing. Um, And then this movie came out and they were never hired again. It it pretty much. (laughs) But uh, we will go around the table and see what everyone thinks of this uh, interesting little horror flick. Mike, as you're our guest, it's customary. We start with you. What are your thoughts? Uh, Yes, it's not actually Susie's evil twin. It's me, Mike, from Count Creepyhead. Um. I am a big fan of Slaughter High, even though it's got plot holes you could drive a bus through, and it definitely doesn't stick the landing. But um, I see slasher movies as comfort food like pizza. Yep. So do you guys know what toppings I like on my pizza? Yes. (laughs) Sleaze, cheese, and boobies. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) So you see... Let's play a quick game here. We're all 80s slasher movie character types, right? Mm-hmm. I'm clearly the idiot party animal that has a narrow-minded focus on shotgunning beers. It gets killed, like, halfway through, usually. So let's say this is, like, the Arbor Day Massacre. Uh, credit to, to Josh uh, yep. for preventing that. And... I get killed by the killer farmer halfway through the movie because I think it's a hot broad, but it's the killer farmer in like a uh, Daisy Duke outfit and a blonde wig. He cuts me in half up the gooch. And (laughs) the final girl who I would propose would be Maurice finds me later nailed to the wall like a wishbone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyways, I thought about that all day. (laughs) <laughs> honestly I, I have to agree i think maurice would be the final girl out of the four of us yeah <laughs> oh, uh, actually i thought i'd be the fat nerd that dies first 
See, that's the role I was thinking of. <laughs> I'd be like the guy that was like, what's that noise? And I'd go investigate. I would make it until the very end. And you're like, oh, she's going to make it. And then just like in the Friday the 13th remake, nope. You'd catch an axe to the back of the head or something. Axe to yeah. the back of the head, or I would trip and like get impaled on a bear trap or something. Why there's a bear trap on a farm, I don't know. <laughs> but it's face first into a bear trap. Like it's yes. uh, bears, clearly. Right. Yeah. I mean, the bears are going to eat their tree crops on Arbor Day. <laughs> the, the prophecy bear is a problem in this franchise. Uh, yeah. You know what? I love this movie because it's beyond ridiculous. And I laugh beginning to end at all of the stupidity mm-hmm. uh, in this movie. And uh, I'll just crack jokes as we go through it. I'm kind of right there with you. But uh, Susie, let's toss it over to you. What are your thoughts on this? Come on, guys. Let's party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The dialogue. It looks like somebody filmed it with a flip phone camera. <laughs> It's just, this is, this is one of those movies that I think are, it's just horribly awesome. And you know what? I, I don't know if I've ever seen it before. I, I vaguely remember like the very, like once it got to the very end, I was like, okay, maybe I have seen this before, but you know that I'm a big fan of like all the countdown videos on YouTube for horror stuff. So it could have just been that, that I've seen, Mm. but I think. This movie is so awful that it's great. Nice. <laughs> but again, I am glad I watched it for free on Tubi. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if you're not a fan, paying for this is is not a good time. Um, which brings me to Maurice. Uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts on this, buddy? <laughs> this movie is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's some redeeming qualities. I... I don't hate it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't hate it. It's my first time watching it. I'll probably never watch it again. <laughs> but if if it's miraculously on somewhere, which it will never be, mm-hmm. I, I would probably keep it on. But yeah, uh, it's just stupid fun. And unlike that shit show dr giggles last week where it was all the same thing over and over again at least it changes up a little bit yeah there's plot holes but that nerd take that back (laughs) dr giggles is one of the worst movies ever saint giggles was a saint (laughs) he can go fuck himself That's that's what the sequel's called. There is a sequel for that one. Dr. Giggles <laughs> fucks himself. <laughs> what did you think of the uh the score in this one? Oh, the 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 uh I'm thinking of Dan Mancini. Oh Jesus. Man Harry Manf- Harry Manfredini. Harry Manfredini. <laughs> yeah, Manfredini. Uh, you you mean his used uh Friday the thirteenth music? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um I mean the parts that were, the parts that were Friday the Thirteenth sounded were cool, but the rest of the music sounded like a seventies porn. 
That's why I was like, when we were talking, I think it was on Dr. Giggles, I'm like, I can't wait to talk to Maurice about the music in this one, because it's so bonkers. Like, it goes from, oh, that's tried and true music that we know from slasher movies, to what the fuck is that? It sounded like 70s porn. <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, the music score was something. Uh, I mean... <laughs> It's not your typical slasher. You you know damn well who the the killer is. Even though they try to shroud it in mystery, but don't. Oh, <laughs> there's no mystery. I know <laughs> <It's a> mystery. <laughs> um, excuse me, a little cough there. I'm all choked up. Um, yeah, right, uh, I, I'm trying to think of the positives. It had someone I, named Skippy. That's pretty positive. That's true. That's very true. And he was a piece of shit, though. No, they all were. Everybody in the, this movie is. Well, a here's my thing. There, there was, there was no likable person. Yeah. Even the, even the nerd in the beginning. It's like, are you that fucking stupid? <laughs> yeah, even Marty's kind of a dick. Uh, he's just a dumbass. <laughs> um, I'm not saying he deserved what he got, but, but he, I mean, well, and you see the end of it, he doesn't really get what he wants. Right. If you find out that whole, I guess you want to call it twist ending. <laughs> the, the M. Night Shyamalan level twist. Yeah, the Shyamalan level. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I guess I can't say I wouldn't watch it again because I was laughing my ass off for, <laughs> through most of it. So I, I, I think I would like maybe during Halloween season, mm. I probably, I, you know, I probably would watch it again just for laughs. If I'm having a bad day and need a good laugh. And yeah. put that on. It's oddly endearing. I, I remember I saw this uh, for the first time. One of the many, many, many late night movie channel or Showtime Saturday night monster features. I remember watching this with my brother and sister. And it was one of those things like just, you know, another slasher movie. I then did not see it again. Like I completely forgot it existed until like the early 2000s and I bought a DVD pack that had like six other movies on it and I was going through them and I got to Slaughter High and I'm like this seems familiar and I put it on I'm like holy shit I haven't seen this since I was a kid and uh like it was dumb but I couldn't stop laughing at it and it's just something about that really I like I had a lot of fun with it I really enjoyed myself so yeah this is like comfort food to me I'm, I'm with Omae on this one um this is a movie I put on often it's completely ridiculous. Uh, like Maurice said, none of the characters are likable. The music oscillates from, hey, that's that's familiar to that really sucks. But the <laughs> kills are absurd. There, oh, my there's, God. <laughs> there's so much ridiculousness and so many unanswered questions. But it's just kind of fun. So, so I, I, I really like it. Before you get going, uh, fun trivia fact that doesn't pop up much. There's three versions of the film, um, mm-hmm. actually four, if you want to consider the title, the original title, which was April Fool's Day. Yep. Um, Don, who, who did the score? Don Mancini? No. Um, uh, Manfredini. There were rights issues with his soundtrack. So there's an original cut of the film that has all of his music. And then there's the cut that we watched that has that weird, like, nerdy like theme song for Marty. Yep. And like just weird shit that makes no sense. So if you go online and put like the legwork in, you can find the uncut transfer from 
like a VHS tape, like a PAL VHS in, in the UK that's got the original score to it. And it makes it a little bit better. Uh, Interesting. That, that, that was another part of the plot holes. They went with the England, the, the England version of April Fool's Day, which only goes till noon. Yep. Yeah. And, but they tried making this American movie. So, huh. right. I didn't know that. I actually wrote it down. Like, why? Why does it end at noon? I didn't know that. <laughs> yep. Yeah. And apparently in the UK, you go to high school until you're like 34. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, the the girl the girl in the beginning was 35 at the time. Yeah, she looked it too. Uh, yeah, she didn't even, she didn't even look like a a 20 year old. She looked like a 35 year old. It was terrible. Hey man, I think it was she the was, 80s. That was some hard living. I think she, I, I think she was dating one of the um, directors. Uh, well, they are going to be sm- snorting coke, smoke the snorting coke and smoking weed. Mm-hmm. So hard living. This is true. <laughs> Just another day in the 80s. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's all those push-ups they had to do in gym class that aged them prematurely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, lordy. One, but... two. One, oh. two. Yeah, Frank. Then we'll learn three. Maybe we're three, four, five, maybe even six. <laughs> that, see, that, that shit cracked me up. <laughs> no, that was funny. Because I, you know, I thought the same thing about Jax. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you can count to two. Very good. <laughs> oh, Lord. Come on. If it wasn't for gym class, they wouldn't be good at anything. It's sort of throwing them a bone. <laughs> this is true. This is true. <laughs> and we, we kind of see that later in, in the movie when, uh, you know, we see what all their lives are like. Yeah. But I mean, uh, this is why for, you for, don't go to high school reunions. Yeah. I mean, for, for a fat kid, I, I gym was my favorite subject, so. <laughs> I love. I did. I loved gym class. Oh, I I hated it. <laughs> Same. I absolutely hated gym. The only time I had fun in gym is when we played floor hockey. That was it. That was the only time I was like, okay, this I'm in for. Everything else, I, I was like, uh, do not want. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so let's get into the the <laughs> illustrious cast of this film. <laughs> We have uh, Carol, played by Carolyn Monroe. She was in Star Crash, Maniac, Howl of the Devil, and she was in the uh, Goody Two Shoes Adam Ant video, which I found Is funny. She in a ton of uh, Hammer Horror stuff. I didn't see that listed on her IMDb. Never mind. I get her confused with like other British lesbian vampires. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, Marty was played by Simon Scudmore, who only did this film. He actually committed suicide soon after this movie. Um, and it wasn't Which, apparently wasn't this movie. <laughs> no, uh, there was actually a write up about that about how uh, his mom said that he actually looked forward to doing the movie. And that, yeah, that was like the only thing in life he looked forward to. Yeah, that was basically like kind of what he was living for toward the end there, and then after it was all done, he, you know, depression got the best of him, and that happened. But uh, so that, that's pretty sad. It's a shame because I would have. Every time he popped up, I would have lost it and loved it. Oh, yeah. No, he definitely he could have been one of those like Friday the 13th, uh, you know, April Fool's Day slasher fodder characters that pops up again and again. He reminded me of uh, what's his name from Fright Night? Uh, Evil Ed. Uh, Evil Ed. Like you're so Mm -hmm. cool, Brewster. Like he had that like charm. Yeah. Yeah, he did. 
But then we have uh, Skip, played by Carmine. I'm going to say this wrong, this name wrong. Enicone. Um, he was in Made to Order, Split Decisions, and Moonlighting. Then Stella, played by Donna Yeager. She was in Strong Medicine. Joe, played by Gary Martin. He was in. He actually was in some good ones. He was in Shock Treatment, the sequel to Rocky Horror. Uh, Living Dell, The NeverEnding Story 3, and the first Hellboy movie. Uh, then Frank, played by Billy Hartman. He was in Highlander and Madhouse. Ted, uh, played by Michael Safran. He was in The Ketchup King. <laughs> Sounds interesting. Then Carl, played by John Siegel. He was in People Like Us, Horror Planet, and Doctor Who. Nancy, played by Kelly Baker. She was in Don't Open Until Christmas and Guiding Light. Susan, played by Sally Cross. She was in Together. And Shirley, played by Josephine Scandy. She was in Ginger and Fred, My Dearest Friends, and Fuck You, Immortality, which I love the title of. <laughs> but yeah, people were not in a lot of stuff. The, the actors in this movie did not go on to do a lot of things. And the um, things they did do were low budget. A lot of their uh, IMDb pictures are from this movie, so that says that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> You know you're and in for a treat when you open up IMDb and there are no pictures of the actors. Yes. Yep. Like <laughs> Stella, I swear to God, she reminds me of Hatchet Face from Crybaby. Oh my God, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I throughout my notes, um, I keep forgetting who's who in this film, and I keep forgetting their names. Uh, there's a handful of people I remember, like a S Skip, Carol, and Stella. For Well, Stella, just because I keep going, Stella, in my head. Mm -hmm. um, those are the only ones I consistently remembered the names of. So a lot of them will be called, like, Fodder 1, Fodder 2, <laughs> Fodder 3. So we'll get there, though. There's two characters that I find almost virtually identical, except for one has, like, a birthmark on his face. <laughs> <laughs> what, was that Frank and Joe? Yeah, there's, like, these two, yeah, like, they're Italian meatheads, like, all of them. Yep. Yep. And it's like muscle guy one, muscle guy two. <laughs> and then you have the weaselly joker guy one and weaselly joker guy two. Yeah. And do you notice too how like Nancy and Carol have accents and then they don't have accents, but then they have uh -huh. them again and the accent well, that, keeps changing? Well, that was the issue because it was filmed in England and they wanted them to have American voices. Yep. And it keeps oscillating back and forth. Yep. Because yep. they kept that because they kept on forgetting, obviously, that, oh, wait, we're doing an American movie. <laughs> They're like, they, ah, shit. they didn't have the money to, to cut and retake the scene. No, this was all one take thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guarantee it. We only have enough film to do once. But uh, yeah, the, the plot for anyone who hasn't seen it is a group of popular students play a prank on a nerd resulting in a terrible accident. Years later, a reunion is held where each of the students face a stalker killer who may be the same nerd out for revenge. I love how they try to play it off like, who is it? But everyone is yelling Marty. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. look, the killer has a mask on. Who is it? Oh, it's Marty. <laughs> like, yeah, it's ridiculous. But first note is right off the bat, man, this music is something. Talk to Maurice about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing I wrote. That music. <laughs> But we open on April 1st at an unnamed high school, USA. I put that uh, specifically because we know it's not in the U.S. Uh, where Marty the Nerd is being led by Carol to the girls' locker room for some hibbity-dibbity. And I love this. She's like, you have done it before, haven't you? And he's like, what do you think you have? Some kind of virgin? I'm a sex machine. Rawr. 
<laughs> that fucking cracked me up. <laughs> poor, poor Marty. <laughs> so coming up behind them, we see the rest of Carol's friends, led by Skip, carrying cameras and whatnot, all ready for a prank. Marty gets nervous and tries to back out, but Carol convinces him to go through with it. <laughs> she gets him in the shower to get undressed, while Carol's friends sneak in and set up. And I love it because there, there's some graffiti in there that says Marty Ranson sucks. And he changes I turn the S to an F. <laughs> oh, Marty Ranson fucks. Marty Ranson fucks. That, that, like, like, did you guys have showers in the bathrooms? Not in, no. No. There was, that, in, yeah, that's a very British thing, like a bathtub. Uh, well, it's also, yeah, why the fuck is there a bathtub in there later on? Oh yeah, no that I got I got questions about why there's a bed, why there's a bathtub. <laughs> like, there's some like, confusing. What, uh, oh, maybe because the the, uh, the caretaker, maybe he actually lived there. Oh, maybe I didn't think of that. Now that I'm thinking, we'll get about to it. that. <laughs> so they built him a a bathtub just for himself. Well, he lives there. That's true. Yeah. But there's he also pro- showers that still work. Right, right, right. Which, oh, wait till what, wait till we get to the bathtub scene. I got shit yeah. to say. And like, oh, which we which we all know wouldn't work. No, right. <laughs> After ten years of not being used. Exactly. Well, I don't know how long was the school closed for. So uh, ten years five, years. five years. Five years. Yep. Yeah. He's the caretaker of an abandoned school. What is there to take care of? He's just making sure kids aren't in there humping. Yeah. That's all it is. That's his entire job. Go on, get like great job. <laughs> bumping and bumping. Unless you give him a beer. Yeah, exactly. That's his, his one downfall. Give him a beer, he'll walk away and look look the other way. Can but I just say for, that, that while right? While Marty's undressing, what the fuck kind of condom is that? The condom looks like it has an STD. <laughs> That I was so confused because I was like, okay, I don't think that's a condom. That looked like some kind of shower thing. <laughs> like it was a big rubber sleeve that, first of all, it looked like he could stick his whole fist in. <clears throat> I'll go from experience here, guys. Those are <laughs> called magnums. And those are specifically for people who have baby arms <laughs> between their legs. And can well, you Marty why, did not. Can you explain why it was uh, bright orange and had like giant nodules all over? I, it? I don't know. I think that was like a gag, like French tickler <laughs> vending machine condom. That's what for, it looked like for her pleasure. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that that whole sequence of him getting undressed in the in the uh, you know in the little shower stall and him him saying to her, "This is the best birthday ever," and she's like, "April Fool's Day is your birthday." It's like, oh, God. Here we go. So uh, one thing I have to comment on, before he pulls back the curtain to reveal, like, naked Marty, you can see clearly he's wearing shorts. Yes. Like, <laughs> there's, like, the camera line is below his waist where you can see he has shorts on. Well, this there's stuff that probably there's, you know, they were framing it for television. Right. So we weren't meant to see this, but when they did the pan and scan, they probably or the widescreen. They had the original negative and right. they just didn't care to, like, cut anything. <laughs> it's yeah, it's just very obvious. But he, he pulls back the curtain and finds all of Carol's friends laughing at him and videotaping him naked. Now, <laughs> I love this because. As soon as he pulls it back, they all just start yelling, where's the beef? And I'm like, oh, that's that aged well. 
<laughs> and then they spray him with a fire extinguisher and poke his sack with a javelin. <laughs> How many the- slasher movies open with male nudity? <laughs> well, not only that, but they literally had the javelin like under his sack, like <laughs> they were tweedling his balls. Like, oh my god, I was in tears. Best well, then he gets ever. the swirly. Well, at first he tries to run and he grabs the towel. Like he goes to grab a towel. He grabs the towel rack, but they had hooked a car battery up to it for reasons. <laughs> he gets electrocuted. Then they pick him up and, and the, you got the two meatheads on it. Well, no, they were the two uh, Weasley Joker guys on either side of him, like face ass level with it. I was just going to yeah. say that. Like they got their face all up in his business. And they're just dunking him in the toilet over and over, giving him swirlies. They really <laughs> fucking hate him. <laughs> Seriously. So the janitor sees some shenanigans happening and runs off to tell the coach. So the coach comes in, catches them all red-handed, and breaks it up. Now, they all get in trouble here and are going to be forced to go to detention in gym class, where it's like, hey, do a bunch of push-ups as punishment. And a few things here. First, we meet, uh, we find out the name of Skip. So it's Skippy Pollock. That that's a hell of a name. Um, he's wearing a jester mask that will definitely come back later. And I love how Stella gets all pissed off at Marty. Like he get, you know, she gets in trouble and she's like, "That stupid dork, Marty. This is all his fucking fault." It's like, wait, you set him up and fucked with him. How is it his fault? Yep. And like, if this happened today, they're all going to jail. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's border on like rape and assault. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, right? It's ridiculous. Oh, Only in like can't... 80s movies do they go out of their way to electrocute film, <laughs> getting your nuts jabbed with a javelin. <laughs> and then giving you a swirly, which you probably need like a, a you know, like <laughs> you're going to get a staph infection. <laughs> you definitely need a tetanus shot after you're that. Do like, you want Legionnaire's disease? Because that's how you get it. <laughs> you know what? Kids can't be kids anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Simpler times, damn it. Yeah. Times. <laughs> Things don't know kids don't know how good they have it when I was a kid. <laughs> People used to poke you in the balls with sharp sticks. I got raped in gym class on a daily basis. <laughs> That's horrible. <laughs> this is the stuff when people look back with you know, like rose tinted glasses. I love seeing rose tinted glasses with nostalgia for their generation. They always leave this shit out. Exactly. You know, like, oh, the 80s were the best generation of the 70s or the 60s or the 50s. Like, fuck you. What about all the horrible shit that happened? <laughs> well, I just meant I really liked the Care Bears and G.I. Joe. <laughs> I, I didn't mean that kid that died horribly in that accident that I caused in the bathroom. <laughs> exactly. So we, we see the coach with the jackasses in the gym. He tells them off and notices that two of them are missing. Cut to the two meatheads in question with Marty in the hallway. They pretend to apologize to him for uh, <laughs> pretend to apologize to him. And he tells them not to screw it up next time when he's about to score. <laughs> he's like, she really likes me. I was going to get some. That's like, dude, seriously. <laughs> Do you notice how the lockers are like standalone lockers and not all the same height? Yeah. And because, they were- because we'll see when they go back for the reunion. Marty's locker all of a sudden has no other lockers around it. Well, they were all moved. They were moved into that room. Oh, that's right. 
Yeah, so they weren't in the hallway anymore. They were all in the the room that was set up to, for the party. Uh, but that's right. Th- this this cracks me up because they they give him a joint as a peace offering, and he tells him that he has to go to the chemistry lab to mix up some two four two four six trinitrolene. He's mixing up TNT. <laughs> wait, wait a second, <laughs> that's TNT. <laughs> you look that up. Yeah. Simpler times, friends. Simpler times. I'm like, let me see what this is. Because like at first, of of course, I did the "Eh, two, four, five trioxin. Like I giggled. And then I was like, no, that's got to be something. Let me look it up. And I was like, holy shit, that's TNT. (laughs) So, yeah. But a few things happen next. So there's like a a big chunk of stuff. So back in the gym, we see the kids are being forced to do push-ups. And I I got a comment. What the fuck kind of push-ups are the girls doing? Push-ups. Those no, are no, no. some other kind of push-ups. Those no, are some push-up. carnal push-ups. Yeah, girl push-ups. They're they're like on their knees, bending forward and stuff. Like that's no, they oh, were the one, uh, Carolyn's like dry humping the ground. Yeah, yeah. they yeah, were. Those are baby making push-ups. <laughs> so Marty tries the joint in the chemistry lab, and it makes him sick. He runs. How for the, back. the fuck I love how is he, he smokes smoking it. that joint? He like cups his. <laughs> uh, you don't smoke a joint like that. Not the duck I call. Mean, so. So I've been told. <laughs> well, did yeah. you know later uh, the jocks are doing the same thing at the reunion? Yeah. Like, maybe this is a British <laughs> thing. You do the duck call? Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But so he runs to the bathroom to puke. Hey guys, hold on a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, go on. <laughs> <laughs> he runs to the bathroom to puke, but not before we get an extreme close-up of a jar of nitric acid high up on a wobbly shelf. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. This is my I'm... favorite thing in the movie. It's a I'm... bookshelf on a top of a table with nothing supporting it. And he puts this giant cartoonish jar of acid at the very top with no lid. I'm like, I wonder if that'll come back into play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so then in the gym, Skip fakes a rock being thrown through the window so the coach will make him go and see who who threw a win or who threw the rock through the window so this he could get coach out of class. Is so fucking stupid. Oh yeah. There's he's... no class on the floor in the gym. You you better go find him. Yes, coach, I'll go find him right now. <laughs> and he takes off. And so Skip sneaks into the chemistry lab where Mar- or while Marty is puking. And adds some kind of powder to one of the beakers that Marty has uh, for his TNT mixture. And in like, the lab, these guys are clearly smart enough to make joints that'll make you shit your pants, or puke <laughs> or whatever, and add additives to TNT. Yep. <laughs> and they're using all this knowledge to torture Marty. So Marty makes his way back to the lab. And we see that the the powder, uh, the the mixture with the powder in it starts to go all snap, snap, crackle and pop and causes a fire. Marty panics, trying to put it out and Chekhov's acid falls off the shelf, smashing and splashing Marty in the face. The whole room ignites. Everyone goes running to see what the commotion is, and they find Marty all burnt up as Marty is being wheeled out by the medics. Carol tries to apologize, uh, apologize to him, and he jumps up and starts choking her. Cut to Carol waking up screaming. It was all a dream. And we find out that it's 10 years later. So Carol is a model and actress, and her high school reunion is that night. I love the conversation <laughs> with her agent. Oh my model God. and actress. Yep. Also known 
as, as a porn she shows star. her twat on film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, she now now to be fair, she was saying she wasn't going to do that. <laughs> Because the uh, the agent was trying to tell her, ah, come on, this is a big break for you, honey. <laughs> she, you know how like, many you know how many actresses got their starts this way? Well, hundreds. Did you see the movies he produced? Yeah, yes. uh, pieces was on the wall. Or uh, yeah, was it pieces? Yeah. Pieces. Yeah. Pieces. She clearly Permit. missed out on her opportunity. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love how he sounded like Doctor Zoidberg. Like he <laughs> really did. Because <laughs> she's like, <laughs> while he's talking to her, she's feeding her dog. And she's like, who's a pretty boy then? He's like, oh, I take it all back. You'll go really far in this business. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it was cracking me up. She's like, I'm talking to my dog. (laughs) So so she gets off the phone with him. She's like, I'd rather go to my high school, my crummy high school reunion. Now, in this scene, we also see Susan, who we'll just call fodder number four, because I'm going to forget her name halfway through the movie. (laughs) She's Um, in like a whole of two scenes, isn't she? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. She, she was like a background character during the shower sequence. She's in this scene, and then she comes back later to die. So she's fodder number four. But she has plans for the for the night, much to Carol's disappointment, who wants her to come to the reunion with her. Susan tells her not to worry. She'll show up later. And I put, you know, in the second act, after all the killings start. But more on that later. Did you notice how, it, and I haven't been to England, but I've been to Ireland before. There's like no water pressure. It's like it's like the shower head is peeing on her. Yeah. Like how it, are you getting clean? I was gonna say that would be a really annoying shower. It's, yeah. <laughs> but so we cut to one by one, we see the gang of all all the assholes making their way back to the old high school. They arrive and find the whole place locked up and seemingly abandoned. And no one else is around for the u- reunion, which I'm glad they at least commented on. Because when they first show up and there's no one else around at this abandoned building, I was like, wouldn't you leave? But they were all like, hey, do we got the wrong date in the wrong place? It's supposed to be here, right? I'm like, okay, at least they acknowledge it. No, there's all so fucking stupid that they're just going to keep hanging out outside. Right. Well, that's the thing. They hang out literally all day. Like, it's dark out. Longest school day ever. (laughs) Take that prom night. (laughs) But also from inside, we see a POV shot of someone with raspy breath watching them through the window. (laughs) That (laughs) would be my character. (laughs) (laughs) Just the heavy breathing in the window. (laughs) Eventually, Skip and Joe break into the school. And of course, a storm kicks up, forcing the others to follow them inside in spite of them having second second thoughts. And this is where we get our Friday the 13th jump scare, complete with the <laughs> Friday the 13th music. <laughs> and they drop. Yeah. yeah. It's oh, like, yes. There's a lot of scenes that are just pitch black. So like when the students or what students, when the assholes get in the in the school, they're walking around in complete darkness and then a flashlight turns on and we see a hockey mask, you know, jump out at them and, hang, and they're like, ah, they're like, oh, did you think it was Jason? <laughs> it's like, oh, God, that, that cheap mask loser. <laughs> Go back and get something more screen accurate, dipshit. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, but after seeing the state of the place, they all think Skip is fucking with them and that this is a, this is some sort of April Fool's prank. 
But since the storm is going strong, they figure they may as well make the best of it and decide to poke around and find their old classrooms. <laughs> this is where, like, when they're poking around, I was like, wait, why is there a bed there? <laughs> like, there's a bed in that room. There's a bed and... I also feel like even though we will see a lot of like running around trying to escape from the killer, it really is just one stairwell Yep. that I think that they run up and then they walk down and then run up again for like the next shot. So it looks like they're just going like, what floor are you on? There's only like one boys and girls locker room, like only one bathroom. Well, I mean, yeah, I guess there would only be one boys and girls locker room, but like the locker room is more like a bathroom. See, this, the layout in this movie reminds me a lot of Doom Asylum, where it's like you can tell there's only like three rooms being used over and over again, but they just keep filming it from different angles and hoping you think it's a different room. Yes. That's the name of it. I was thinking yesterday, what the hell was that movie we saw? And it reminded me of this. It's Doom Asylum? <laughs> Doom Asylum. I was like, not Doom Patrol. Uh, <laughs> also filmed Doom in the Asylum. UK. <laughs> that was for for those of you that have not seen it. Doom Asylum is a, a horrible film. It's funny, but it's awful. And it's also one of the few movies that me and Maurice saw at Terrors, where every few seconds out of the corner of my eye, I just saw Maurice slowly turn and look at me like, "You son of a bitch! What have you brought me to?" <laughs> you were thinking the same thing. I was. I because every time you looked, I'm like, "Dude, I know." <laughs> like, <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> the only good part about this is Patty Mullen. Everything else is terrible. <laughs> oh, man. So <laughs> eventually they stumble upon a room decorated for a party with a welcome back banner, food and drinks and all their photos, along with their lockers. They assume Skip set the whole thing up and he just takes credit for it because he's a douche nozzle. <laughs> he's like, eh, no expense was spared for my friends. <laughs> I don't think he's a douche nozzle. I just think he's a fucking idiot. Nobody <laughs> stops to think like this elaborate April Fool's prank that had to sit outside in the uncut grass for five hours until right. somebody had the balls to break into the school. Because a storm was a brewing. Yeah, if anybody decided to go home, none of this works. Exactly. <laughs> so they each go through their lockers and discover random things that they had thought they had lost, like some shoes, some gloves, a calculator. Virginity. <laughs> well they do mention how stella lost her virginity on prom night because they're like that ain't the only thing she lost hatchet face <laughs> i'm just gonna call her hatchet face <laughs> but in carol's locker they find a note from marty uh they then notice marty's locker in the corner and open it up and we get a rat jump scare and then inside the locker we find his old yearbook they go through it, and Skip tells them of the story of how Marty never got better. The skin grafts never took, so he remained mutilated and went insane. He then laughs, and or he, he then, like, backs up toward the door, going, Some say he still wanders through the halls of the mental, mental asylum, waiting for his chance at revenge. And he grabs his own head and pulls himself out the, out the door, you know, like, Meh! And they all jump like they're actually scared. Doesn't like, somebody mention offhand that he got a job at IBM or something? Yes. Yeah, skipped us. Yeah, he's like, he's like, yeah, no, really. He, I heard he got a job at IBM, and he forgot all. Actually, about got serious. It. Yeah. And so the group begins partying in the old abandoned school. We pan around all the hallways, and then eventually to someone dressed in a jester mask who steps into frame. Dun dun dun. Maurice. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, not me. 
I just have the raspy voice. So, the, so you're you're just the guy voicing the jester. That's all. So you're the yes. asthmatic voyeur. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! What a great superhero name <laughs> or supervillain name. The asthmatic oh. voyeur. So in our in our, uh, our our conversation of which which role would we play, Maurice would be the asthmatic voyeur. <laughs> he's he's in every bedroom closet everywhere. <laughs> hey, Maurice, would you be you would be Ralph? You would be hiding in the closet, breathing heavy, and then when they catch you, you'd go, "You're all doomed," and you'd run well, away. <laughs> well, a combination of Ra- combination of Ralph and Shelley. <laughs> Oh, Lord. I could totally just picture, like, you know, the hot girl who's half-dressed catches Maurice, and then Maurice goes, I told you this movie's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and just walking off screen. <laughs> I miss the Avengers for this shit, you fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So this is where Act 1 ends. What are you guys thinking at this point of the movie? I love I'm how... I'm thinking, what the hell did I get myself are. into? <laughs> <laughs> what what did you say, Mike? I just love how stupid the movie already is. <laughs> Me too. You have Me to watch three. it four or five times just to catch how many years has passed because they literally are wearing the same clothes <laughs> that they were when they graduated. Like, right? They look no different. <laughs> no. Oh man. See now it, well, Susie, what do you think of it so far? I think it's dumb fun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what is Carol wearing? It looks like it looks like you know how like in the cartoons, like the oyster will open and there's the pearl. It looks like she's wearing like something that's supposed to look like an oyster shell because it's all like <laughs> roofed in the center. But then they're uh, like hammer pants at the same time. And I don't think she has anything on underneath the hammer pants because uh, it looks like her butt keeps trying to eat them pants. Her butt tries uh, to eat them pants and it looks like it got a little cold a couple times. You know, yep. cocaine uh, will make you wear some stupid uh, shit. Yeah, she's just like, it's so 80s. So 80s are sitting around. And did you see how far Skip put that straw up his nose? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, was, like, who is he? Dr. Giggles? Checking out he was old really Henderson? skiing downhill that night, wasn't he? <laughs> yes, he was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, I'm, I'm going to have to be honest with you guys. I don't know the names of any of these motherfuckers. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, like, I, I, you know, I, I did watch the movie. I wasn't distracted. I still don't know who the fuck these people are, other than Morty or Marty, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> you were gonna call him like, Maurice. No, I was I was thinking Morty for Rick and Morty. <laughs> well, wait, let's yeah, let's run up. through it. You got Marty because mm-hmm. he says his name fifteen times in the third person, so you kind of understand who who he is. You've got the Asian lady. Shirley. Got, Shirley. Uh-huh. Yep. You've got Hatchet Face, who like looks like somebody's mom that yep. rolled on set and they gave her a role. You got the two meatheads, Frank and Joe. You got greasy Italian rat guy. <laughs> uh, you've got the dude from the. You've got the caretaker from The Shining, living yep. in the school. <laughs> oh, Butley's joined. <laughs> 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 Revenge of the Nerves. <laughs> oh, and and Carol, oh 
<laughs> Carol is dressed like she belongs in Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yeah, and you've got like the coked up disco porn star. Yeah. Who's clearly overdressed for her 10 year high school reunion in the abandoned derelict high school. <laughs> with her Volvo, or with it has to be a Volvo. <laughs> her car that always starts on the first try, no matter what. Which we'll but get- we'll find out about. <laughs> Oh, but see, now, one thing I want to comment on here is I don't know why, but either abandoned schools or schools at night are always inherently creepy. I don't know why that is, but every time I see that, whether it's in like a video game or a movie, it always gives me the creeps. <laughs> <I've>, <laughs> as a, a delinquent, I broke into a high school uh, <laughs> at night on a weekend once with some of my friends because we had nothing to do. So we found a way that. They didn't lock this, the uh, the door to the roof access to the, the school so you could shimmy up a pipe and then <laughs> get into the school. We had nothing to do. And then we didn't do anything delinquent. We went to the library and read books. <laughs> <laughs> and, and to this day, I still remember, like, you broke into a school and they did work. <laughs> like, well, you broke in Susie, to learn. Susie, I'm sure you'll remember. Uh, and I, I'm going to I'm going to call Josh out here um, for when he was in short of breath when they had their practice space at the old Niagara Falls high school. Oh yeah. And so we had a key and we all ended up playing hide and go seek in the dark in the old school. <laughs> and it was creepy as fuck. Yep. Until uh, Hadlack went up to the roof and then somebody walk, some Karen walking their dog saw it and called the cops. <laughs> and we scattered. <laughs> we were like, cheese and it's the fuzz run away. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, that I remember playing hide and go seek in the dark in the in that old school, and just being spooked all to hell. Like all I could think about is the first Silent Hill game when there was all the creepy little ghost kids running around the school. And we didn't have cell phones with flashlights on them. Oh no, no, we no. were just running around in the dark, like hoping to catch a streetlight through a window. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But anyway, oh, I hurt from I... laughing. So so act two, we see the group getting high and drunk. One of the random fodder (laughs) was like, it's Nancy, but we'll call her fodder one. So she's fodder one Uh, says that she has to go pee and wants someone to come with her because she's scared of the dark halls, scared of the dark halls. But she was trying to fucking hitchhike at the beginning of the movie to the reunion. (laughs) Exactly. I have no worries about some crazy person picking me up, but I don't want to walk the halls at night. Oh, so Carol and Fodder One go off to find the bathroom, while Skip and Frank clearly plan to prank them. They like wink, have like it's that super cartoony like wink at each other. Is nothing sacred with these guys? Like two girls can't take a shit together (laughs) (laughs) in one cup. Oh no! Are they doing the double decker? Like, don't you guys when you go to the bathroom together? Doesn't like one sit on the other one's lap? Is that how that works? No. Uh -uh. (laughs) Ah. I've had now, it wrong this whole time. Yep. So you know how like cheerleaders make the pyramid? Oh. <laughs> we're, on each, we're on each other's back. It's like a it's like a luge, a urine luge. Okay. You know, you guys are just full of mysteries and surprises. Yep. Women, I tell you. Learn something new today. But I, I have a question here. How the fuck does Skip and Frank get to the bathroom before them? Because you see Carol and Fodder One walk out of the room and walk down the hall, and Skip and Frank are behind them, like, in the room. 
Somehow they make it down to the locker room without them hearing them running around in an abandoned school and then getting into the locker room to hide before they come in to go pee. I'm sure that they had some sort of like porky secret access access to the girls' bathroom. They had to have. Yeah. They must. Yeah. Cause... Like like a glory hole that they like knocked down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, because that's the thing. As soon as Carol and, and Fodder One, you know, get in there to uh, <laughs> to go to the bathroom, Frank and Skip jump out and she pees on herself. Womp womp. Oh. <laughs> but i was like but wait there's more because skip and frank immediately get jump scared by the old janitor digby <laughs> they walk out laughing and then suddenly digby's like what you boys doing in here that boy's so, got the shinning <laughs> so she peed herself and then they she's just in her pee clothes yeah yeah I, I i wrote that later i was like she's still in pee clothes yep <laughs> it kind of ties into her death later on this is true. It's very true. And I won't Ange- spoil it for the people who are watching the movie in their heads as we talk about it, but all I'm going to say is Angela would be proud. Yeah, she's not done um, with P yet. No, she's not. <laughs> so they find out that Digby is the is now the caretaker, um, and he tells them the place has been closed for five years and that the building is going to be demolished the following month. So they give him a beer, and he forgets he saw anything, because free beer, and tells him, have fun looking around, just don't start no fires. (laughs) (laughs) He walks up. He's just written in to get killed, so, like, clearly the actor had a few more days on the contract or whatever. But, like, the job makes no sense. (laughs) The longer I think about it, the harder it makes my head hurt. (laughs) But... Uh, anyways, go on. <laughs> but so the old janitor walks off drinking the beer when suddenly someone in a jester mask jumps out and goes rar. He actually goes rah. <laughs> like he says rar. I couldn't stop laughing. He then picks the janitor up with one hand and impales his head on a coat hanger and then nails his hand to the wall for reasons. <laughs> He's saying hello. <laughs> he totally ho. He's in the hello position. Oh my god, I was cracking up. I mean, but if you're a slasher, you gotta decorate. That's the rules. I comment on that later too, because I was like, much like Jason Voorhees, he then decorates with the bodies. Doctor Giggles did the same thing last week. You you gotta play with your food, man. Exactly. <laughs> At least he was, you know, instead of just having them there dead, he's like. You know, like he's putting the skeletons out on the lawn for Halloween. They're doing something funny. He's waiting. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> but back in the party, we see the gang having a good old time. And I heard, even though Fodder One is still covered in pee. And These guys aren't this... faced by much. No. <laughs> we get the, the whole quarter prank where she tells Skip that he can't drop a quarter from his forehead into, a, into this funnel that's going to be in his pants. So he does that, and he's like, oh, come on, I can do it again. You know, they bet him 10 bucks. And while he's doing it the second time, they pour a glass of water down his pants, and it's like, oh, come on, that's not fair. And they're like, you ain't got much much down there, Skip. Like, it's just like a bunch (laughs) of random nonsense. You know, they could have done better because there's still acid all over the school, just saying. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Well, we find that out in a second because the next thing, Ted decides he's going to shotgun a beer, and immediately starts cramping up and grabbing at his stomach, saying, I feel sick. Suddenly, and his, then, 
We have hello, this... my baby. Hello, my honey. <laughs> hello, my ragtime girl. <laughs> this is where the movie turns. This is where it turns <laughs> into a joke. <laughs> his 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 stomach rips open with his intestines coming out and sprays it. Now I know her name is Shirley, but we're gonna call her fodder too with blood. So now, first of all, <laughs> what the hell did he drink? Because when we see the can, it looks like foaming Drano. Look, it, there was something <laughs> wrong with that Chinese food, man. <laughs> what happened to him? Oh it my was, god. Oh no. Like, oh. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my god. But it's just like and the way he rips his own stomach open, he's like, I don't feel good. And he just like pulls his stomach open. Oh no, not again. <laughs> exactly. So everyone runs out of the room freaked out. We pan over to Marty's picture on the locker, now covered in blood, and to the open can of beer that is foaming blue liquid coming out of it. And when did Marty take this bizarre fucking picture that pops up all over the place of, like, I somebody so. gave him a wedgie and then <laughs> took a picture? <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. So the group tries to try. They try to get out. So they, they go running toward the, the front doors and they're all locked up. Then Fodder 1 tries to go out the window and gets electrocuted and immediately passes out. And I had to pause the movie because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> she literally goes, Bap! <laughs> just drop up. <laughs> <laughs> it is fucking hilarious. And Fodder 2 is like, nobody, nobody thought about her. Right. That's well, then, how they, insignificant she is. This is where they realize because they're like, hey, where's Shirley? Oh, shit, she's still upstairs. But meanwhile, she goes, she, she's taking a bath. Like, wait, what? <laughs> one of my favorite slasher movie cliches of people are dying. Let's get naked and clean ourselves. <laughs> it's like, I got I to gotta wash this blood off me. So at first, it looks like she's sitting in, like, poo water. Right. But it also looks like she still has her panties on. But then when she meets her demise. No, that's just a lot of pubic hair. Okay. <laughs> it was 80s. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. No, see, this, this, like, okay, we've mentioned it multiple times. What kind of school has a fucking bathtub? But, but here's, I, I got a problem with this whole sequence. Because she turns the water on and it's water. Like, she's able to bathe for a few minutes with no problem. So now, we're, we're going to cut away from that for a second. Downstairs, they break open the window and, and send out, I was like, Joe or Carl, I don't know who the fuck this is, so it's Fodder 3. He gets out of the window, and Carol gives him her keys, and she's like, get in my car, it starts every time on the first try. <laughs> it's like, who brags about that with their car, by the way? Like, my car starts every time on the first try. <laughs> So the whole plan is that she he's going to go for help. We're then treated to about 30 seconds of pitch black screen time because lighting isn't a thing. The others they can't watch, afford it. Right? The others watch as Fodder 3 gets in the car, tries to start it up, but it's a horror movie, so of course it won't start. And in the rearview mirror, he sees the jester sitting in the back seat. Suddenly a knife stabs through the seat and through him, killing Fodder 3. Then, from the point of view of the others watching, the car starts up, 
we see it drives in a big circle and comes back and shines a light on Fodder 3, who is now posed on the gate, like leaning on it, dead. Yep. So, hey, ladies. <laughs> under the cover of darkness, the jester took him out. <laughs> him and then made a big production of like we drive in a circle look what i just did oh my god i was again i was cracking up but back in the tub <laughs> fodder too is a scrub a dub dub and <laughs> she turns on the water again which turns brown and begins melting her flesh so oh my god when her face melts oh i love that scene i had awesome. to pause it because i was dying it's a oh, great like it's that like it's like a wax face dissolve. I love it. You know, when I was watching it, I was like, first of all, why doesn't she just get the fuck out of the tub? Thank you. That's exactly yes, that. And how come all of a sudden she can't reach the faucet anymore? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, ah, like, OK, I'm sure we've all done this at some point. You get in the tub, you go to turn the hot water on to add a little more hot water and you turn it a little too, too hot. And it's like, oh, shit. And you go to turn it back real quick because it burns you. You turn it back. You don't just, like, flail around and get burned. <laughs> and, that, and then I was like, well, what the fuck? Why is her? I thought they were going with the really hot water and she was getting burned. And then I was like, then her face melted off. It <laughs> took me a second to realize, oh, it's, it's nitric <laughs> acid. Which, <laughs> how the fuck can you get that in the system? Exactly. That much of it. Someone's going to use it in the bathtub. Marty that, is a genius. He could make dynamite well, in high school. I, so he's had 10 I, years to perfect bathtub acid. I've got no <laughs> doubts. I've got no doubts. He's a genius. But how the fuck do you assume somebody's going to take a bath? <laughs> well, and that's and that's why I think, uh, like Mike said at the at the beginning, it doesn't stick the landing. I think they really got to the end and they were like, how do we make any sense of what we just did? Uh, I got it. Here's the twist. So, well, or Marty was banking on all of these people being complete fucking morons. I mean that too, <laughs> and I mean they really are. But he needed that like super villain speech with the final girl, where he would have to say like, "Ha ha ha! I was banking on all of you guys being completely fucking stupid, and well, I was right." He he kind of gets his speech. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so she's in the tub screaming as the acid is tearing the flesh off of her bones. Um, she's like trying to stand up like she doesn't get out of the tub. She stands up and just reaches like somebody that's not there. Please come help me. And then we see the jester look in the window like peekaboo. And then she <laughs> falls back into the tub. Clearly reaching for Maurice, who is standing off camera and just breathing heavily. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I don't think my voice was raspy enough for her, so she didn't want to get me. <laughs> She'd rather have uh, waited for someone else with she, a less, less raspy voice. She dissolved in the in the acid bath. Save me, Maurice. Wait, no, don't. Never mind. I'm going to die. <laughs> I'd rather have Skippy save me. You're <laughs> <laughs> not Skip greasy enough. <laughs> and skip is the only one that doesn't come because they all hear her screaming and the whole gang goes running upstairs except for skip who stays with fodder one because she's still passed out from getting electrocuted the others uh you know go to investigate and they find her charred skeleton in the tub which 
How did it just, I mean, it literally dissolved her entire body that fast. And then it drained itself. Yeah, I don't think nitric yeah. acid is that uh, volatile. That no, it's we've go- all watched Breaking Bad. We know what happens. <laughs> right. <laughs> but also, this is where the movie lets you know that it's completely Looney Tunes. Yeah. Because there's another death in about 20 minutes that is just bonkers and hilarious. So, oh, yeah. But I, I love it when they find the charred skeleton. Carol goes, Marty's come back. Like, and no one questions anything. They're just like, oh, shit. Yeah, it's Marty. It's like he did it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and did you notice here how Stella makes it very obvious that she wants to fuck Frank? Because her meathead of a husband, Joe, is standing there. And she's like, oh, I'm scared. Hold me, Frank. And she jumps on him. And Joe's like, hey, I'll be OK, honey. Don't worry. It's like, what the uh. fuck? I'm going to take care of you. (laughs) So outside, Susan finally shows up. Skip yells at her to turn around and go for help, but she can't hear him. We're then treated to some more pitch black screen time as Susan walks around the grounds and complains, Skip, Frank, this isn't funny. And all I can think of is Fright Night 1, like the original, where Amy's like, cut it out, Evil. It's not funny. Like the way she said it. Crack me the fuck up. So a random door creaks open and she goes inside because, well, she's fodder number four. So why not go to the creepy door? Slowly, she makes her way down the hall, yelling about how this isn't funny. And then she sees a life-size photo of Marty standing at the end of the hall, who she mistakes. Keep in mind, it's a black and white photo. She mistakes for a real person (laughs) because people are in black and white. She's like, Marty, oh, my God, I haven't seen you in forever. What are you doing? Here? <laughs> she then approaches the photo and hands burst out of it right at the screen. <laughs> so we cut to Frank jump scaring Skip because he just like pops in off a of camera and uh, tells all about how fodder two is dead. Skip tells Frank about Susan showing up, but he couldn't warn her. And so they just assume she's dead. He goes, if she's outside. And the killer's outside. Oh, she's gone. <laughs> like, yep. I mean, she is, but, like, they didn't even, they're, they're like, you're on your own. You're dead. So Frank comments on how there's a tractor in the school that, that they can fix and use to get out. Which because is, why not? Right. Which is a riding lawnmower. Like, I, I was like, wait a second, that's a riding, why are they calling it a tractor? And apparently, again, British versus U.S. thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But it just happens to be in the building. Joe decides he's going to fix it up and they're going to use it to bust out of the garage. So the doors that are jammed shut, they're going to ride a riding lawnmower through the doors. Because it has that much. (laughs) So Joe is like, I'm going to fix it up. And, you know, it gets gets working. We cut to Stella trying to fuck Frank. Frank tells her he can't. He's like, it wouldn't be right because... You know, you're with Joe, and you. what about the kid? Oh, and my the, God. And then we find out that not only does, does Hatchet Face have a kid, but yeah. it's not Joe's. And she tells him the exact date that the kid was conceived. And time! She's like, yes. in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> and this is where oh, she, like, like, goes, she's the most unlikable character in the movie at that point. Oh, yeah. And when it gets worse when, when we actually see them together in a little oh. bit in it. But yeah, she she drops the bomb on him like, hey, the kid's yours. So now we cut hey, back. Hey, if you want somebody to sleep with you, 
That's right. the best pickup line in the world. Surprise, you're a dad. I had your baby. <laughs> hey, can I have some child support and do sex with me? <laughs> do the sex. I made your friend think it was his baby this whole life. Look, we've got what all the- these cartoonish condoms left over. Let's do the sex. <laughs> So we cut back to Joe working on the mower. Someone walks in. He thinks it's Frank. But of course, you know, it's the jester. The jester takes the jack out from underneath the mower. So Joe grabs it and is holding it up. He then turns the mower on. So the blades are spinning. So now Joe's screaming, holding the mower up, trying to figure out how the hell he's going to get out from under there. And the jester takes a knife and slices both of his arms, making him drop the mower on himself, chewing him up. I got to admit, that is a cool death scene. Super yeah. creative. That I liked a lot because it's like it was like there's that moment of tension where he's holding it up like, oh, God, what would you do in that scenario? <laughs> I know? pinched my pinky in my lawnmower blade that I tried to fix my riding lawnmower today. That mm. shit is no joke. <laughs> oh, it's yeah. It's scary. Well, yeah, you no. got to find yourself another another person to fix your lawnmower. Is I'm just going to have the story about about the old man and then he was dead. Am I am I like making up my own stories here? I told you guys about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was you, right? Like he, I don't he think I showed that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've got my lawnmower obsessed neighbor, but he is in a retirement community now. Oh, that's. I think that was on an episode of Count Creepyhead, actually. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> lawnmower graveyard. <laughs> He'd be yelling at me right now because my grass is over two inches long. <laughs> oh, he he would hate my lawn right now because uh yeah, <laughs> neither me or Jess got out there to mow it while we had COVID. So that that's that's something I have to do this week. Yeah. Anyways. But, so going back to Joe getting chewed up by the lawnmower. Uh so we cut to naked Frank and Stella. Apparently Frank couldn't get it up, and Stella teases him about being gay, which apparently does the trick because he hops on and goes to town. Oh my god. Uh, and then she's like, talk dirty, talk dirty. He's like screw that whole sequence because now first of all she's like it's okay oh good didn't he say shit too or something he he does i got it all here but he he's first he's he's like it's never happened to me before and she's like i'm sure it happens to lots of guys she goes you didn't go gay on us over the years did you i'm like jesus christ like <laughs> it basically if if this guy doesn't want to fuck the wife of one of his friends who lied to him for the last 10 years he must be gay but yeah that's 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 the only option Susan, I, what would he be or what would she be a dirty trollop I was, I a, real you were say a real fucking, fucking bitch. bitch yep there yep. it is you know he could have taken some points bitch. for caleb uh from the swearing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because she's like, talk dirty to me while he's helping her. And he goes, uh, uh, tits. And she goes, no, no, dirty, dirty. And he goes, uh, fuck, uh, tits, screw, uh, shit. Oh, I should have kept my leathers on. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, the I should have kept my leathers on was the part that I was like, I'm really confused now. <laughs> like, was he wearing assless chaps or something? Well, he had his leather jacket, but it's like, you want to fuck in your leather coat? Like, this is really confusing. <laughs> Apparently, it gives him his strength. It's, it's like Samson's hair. Talk dirty. <laughs> uh, ass shit monkey balls. <laughs> uh, uh, fuck waffle. 
<laughs> so while this is happening, we see the jester hooking up some electrical system to the bed frame. Stella's- and neither of them notice. No. Stella screams she's coming and grabs the bed frame and she gets electrocuted, which in turn electrocutes Frank. Well, he's plugged <laughs> he's plugged into her. So it's vaginal electrocution. I love how mm-hmm. he just flies off of her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I imagine that his his dick like exploded and looks like the demogorgon. Oh like a my god! In a microwave. <laughs> yes. Yeah, like a, a cartoon cigar. <laughs> like a spider dog. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, unfortunately because i am a dad i'm allowed to make these jokes in my notes i put that's one shocking sex scene (laughs) (laughs) oh lord so downstairs fodder one wakes up and goes to check on joe she's like has anyone checked on joe and skip and carol are sitting there like i don't know so she goes off to check on joe finds him dead Screams and runs to tell Skip and Carol. All three of them go upstairs and find Stella's charred remains with Joe's (laughs) exploded dick on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) And behind, so technically there is kind of dick trauma in this movie too. Yes. Uh, Behind them is a welcome back banner with April Fools written in blood. And then Skip has his Jennifer Love Hewitt moment where he starts screaming at the killer. You bastard, Marty! I'll get you! What are you waiting for? I'm right here! (laughs) Why is it telling he's from New York now? Yep. He's doing a really bad accent. And in the dark halls, we see the jester pop up again. Dun, dun, dun. So this is where act two ends. What are you guys thinking at this point? I love the kills. Yeah. <laughs> the kills are pretty sweet. <clears throat> they act not so much. <laughs> I feel like everyone in this film oscillates a little too easy between absolutely terrified and like, yeah, I'm bored. I'm gonna go fuck someone. Like, well, you know, if you're gonna die... <laughs> I mean, I guess in an electrified abandoned school. I mean, you know, when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade with hatchet (laughs) face. (laughs) And you end up with a spider dog. Yeah. (laughs) Spider, spider dog dick. (laughs) That boy done got a spider dog dick. Is that like a helicopter dick? Helicopter dick. Spider doggy dick. Spider doggy dick. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, so, yeah, again, I'm I'm loving this movie. Like, it's absolutely absurd. This is one of those films I can't recommend to anybody because I recognize it is a bad fucking movie, but it's so much fun. <laughs> like, I really enjoy it. So act three opens up with Skip arms himself with a javelin from the gym and he, Carol and Fodder One go to hole up in a room trying to wait until noon when April Fool's Day ends. And I, I, that's where I have British thing written in here. I love their logic. Like, yeah, that's what we need to do. And it's going to stop right. at 12.01. Well, because Skip goes, I'm sure of it. Marty won't hurt us until uh, afternoon because April Fool's Day will be over. And then Fodder One's like, oh, really? Really, Skip? You think? <laughs> Well, they have the javelin, too, because maybe Skip thinks that it'll trigger some sort of memory in Marty, and he'll go and, like, just give himself a swirly. This is my ball-poking javelin. (laughs) 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 So, 
fodder one has a complete meltdown and blames Carol and Skip for pranking Marty all those years ago and tells them they should both be dead and then immediately goes, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, it's your fault. You should be dead. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Jesus. So Skip tells them, it's going to be fine. All we got to do is stay awake. And then smash cut to Skip waking up after having fallen asleep. And he's like, oh shit. He gets up to go look around the halls, you know, look around in the halls. And suddenly the jester grabs him and yanks him off camera. So Carol and Fodder One wake up, realize Skip's gone. And And Carol, or not Carol, Nancy, Fodder One still has her pee-pee clothes on. She sure does. But I love this because since it's only an hour until noon, they're like, eh, fuck it. Let's go find him. We'll be fine. It's like, wait a second. You just spent time trying to tell us that if you hole up until noon, you're going to be fine. And now that you only have an hour to go, you're like, it's fine. Let's go out into danger again. <laughs> what yep. the fuck? So we cut to Skip gagged with a noose around his neck. The jester knocks the stool out from under him and Skip hangs. The jester leaves, Skip starts wriggling around, eventually gets the rope holding him up to to untie, and he falls to the ground. Let the bodies hit the floor! Let the bodies hit the floor! (laughs) Very accurate. (laughs) But Meanwhile, Carol and Fodder One look around the school and find everything is cleaned up. No bodies, no blood, no charred remains, no spider dog dick. Just everything is cleaned up. They hear a commotion nearby and go to investigate. They find the video of the prank that they pulled on Marty all those years ago playing. And they see Marty's yearbook laying open in front of the TV. Fodder One looks in it and sees all of their friends that have already died X'd out. And then her picture has one line over it, not a full X. And she freaks out going, I'm going to be the next one. I got to get out of here. She just runs off like, whoop, 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 whoop. She makes her way outside, and then the jester hops out of the bushes and starts chasing her. (laughs) She panics and falls in an open sewer filled with poo water. (laughs) I thought it was like a a, a septic tank or something. So did I. Whatever it is, it's just filled with, like, chunky, floaty poo water. And that's five-year-old poo water. Oh, well, I don't know. If Digby's been living there, he's been adding to it for the last five years. Or if Marty has. Yeah, he's just been shitting in that hole in the ground for years. <laughs> eating a lot of eating a lot of bad Chinese and mighty taco. <laughs> this is England. There's no mighty taco there. <laughs> oh man. And it sounds like when she's trying to like she first of all tries to grab a pipe that is pointing down. Yep. Second of all, it makes this sound where you would think her hands are sizzling. Yeah, there was like sm- like steam coming off of it. Like, whoa, did you hot eat shit. spicy Mighty Taco? <laughs> <laughs> it does make a sizzling sound. Like, why is that pipe hot? I don't get it. Again, had hot he shit. taken a shit after Mighty Taco and <laughs> heard what it does to the water. <laughs> okay, but yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> But so oh she... my god, Valkyrie is just looking at me with such judgment right now. <laughs> She's like, you like this stuff? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh man, but so she tries to climb out. It's like she pulls herself up and the jester just boots her in the head. He's like, bye-bye. And then she just <laughs> dies. Like she just gives up on life in the poo water. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I probably would too after that. <laughs> this is where I die. Shit. I was done with this shit that, like, the dresser is just like, meh. <laughs> kicks her in the head. He's like, like it's he almost a movie dude. to end. <laughs> oh, man. So, meanwhile, Carol continues to wander around the school. She finds the body of the old janitor <laughs> waving, hello. <laughs> <laughs> she runs back to the girls' locker room where it all started. She, she hides in. Isn't that the shower stall? That That's she what in? I thought. But yeah. then there's random. There's a random blood toilet. <laughs> what the fuck, Marty? She sits on the toilet that looks like it's now in a shower stall, and she hears something gurgling and bubbling underneath her. She opens the toilet lid and there's blood bubbling up and she's just like, ew, and hits the flusher and then it overflows with blood <laughs> and she runs away. Oh, I bet girls were flushing tampons. Oh. <laughs> just, that's too much of the mild sauce of Mighty Taco. <laughs> hey, you know, you got to mention too, is this, like, get up to the sequence from girl falling in, fodder one falls into the septic tank. You've got like, seven or eight minutes of Carolyn running around the high school yeah, and Marty chasing her. And it's, it should have been cut, but I think they wanted to get the movie to 80 minutes. Right. <laughs> and it's just, oh, wait, it's no, unwatchable. That scene's actually like, yeah, we get the one, the one part with him running after, but she gun, runs and hides in there. But the, the part you're talking about is coming up in a second. Cause it is literally just scene after scene of her running down a hallway, Marty walking behind her with a javelin or a bat, depending on the scene. It's just like, what the, what, why is this here? But yeah, I I would like to know, like, where did the blood toilet come from? Why is it in the shower? And, and Susie, you just mentioned flushing tampons. So are you saying that that's five-year-old menses? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, you don't know what that caretaker was doing to himself, you know, living all by himself with empty beer bottles. Oh no. Perhaps a hamster, Richard Gere. Oh, man. So she, of course, you know, she scampers off. Eventually, she makes her way to the gym, gets a baseball bat, gets jump scared by a random corpse of unknown fodder. I'm not sure who the fuck it was, but one of the fodder falls from the ceiling and she runs away because, you know, the jester had to decorate, like we said. Eventually, she comes upon the no longer ripped life size photo of Marty like. It, it, we saw it rip earlier, but now it's not ripped. So did he just like go to Kinko's and have like several of them printed out? Yes, that's yeah, like, exactly what happened. He needs to work on his merchandising. Right. Good God. <laughs> He's like, here's my wedgie photo. But the jester jumps out of it towards her. He's like, rah. And then she just There's Portrait Studio, Marty. Get some better headshots. <laughs> Glamour shots, Marty. Glamour shots. It was the 80s. But yeah, he jumps out oh like rar. I'm picturing that segment in Napoleon Dynamite when Uncle Rico goes to get glamour shots by Deb. <laughs> oh, I love Uncle Rico. <laughs> oh, man. So after he jumps out of the picture, she beats him down with the bat. He just drops to the ground and she just leaves the bat like I'm done with it now and runs away. Like, wh- why would you leave your only weapon? And as she's running, the lights behind her start exploding. And then Marty gets up, gets the bat and starts coming at her. So he he's walking around and eventually finds the ball poking javelin and is like, well, I'm done with this bat. Now I'm going to take the javelin. I'm going to poke her in her balls. 
So as Mike said, this sequence goes on for like eight minutes, like her running up the stairs, her running down the stairs, her running down hallways and Marty just walking around holding a javelin. Oh, I'm sorry, the jester walking around holding a javelin. So eventually she finds a hidey spot. <laughs> I love it because she like when she turns the corner, there's just an axe in the wall and she's like, "Ooh, convenient axe. <laughs> so she's holding it. The jester comes walking up with his javelin, decides not to go through the door where she's poised to strike and walks away. Suddenly, <laughs> she hears someone coming and she turns and swings the axe. <laughs> she hits Skip right in the face with the axe. <laughs> and I had to pause the movie because I was laughing so hard. <laughs> I was like, dude, just he just went, Bleh. like took an axe to the face and dropped. Well... Maybe he died happy, though. Oh, you know. well, fuck you, Skip. He needs that extra come up and he has to die twice. <laughs> well, yeah, no, we just maybe, hung him. Maybe he died happy. You know, the hanging thing. Uh, David Hutchins. Oh, he he had happy time in his pants. And then yep. he got next to the face. That was not pee pee. <laughs> oh, my God. I was cracking up at that. But she screams and runs. The jester attempts to grab her, but she flings him through a window down into the gym right as the clock hits noon. But he ain't dead yet. He sits up like the fucking Terminator and (laughs) continues chasing her. Carol runs from him, ending up back in the girl's locker room again. And I'm like, man, that room gets a lot of play in this movie. Wah, wah. (laughs) (laughs) The jester. Jester catches up to her, cornering her in the shower, and takes off his mask, revealing the very burned Marty, like we didn't see that coming. She also, begs him. What okay. happened to the blood toilet blood that was on the floor? Right. It, well, Marty had time to clean it up in that eight minutes he was wandering around. Oh, that's <laughs> true. He was looking for a mop in a bucket. That He's like, damn my... it, I, I killed the caretaker. My favorite Duran Duran album, Blood Toilet Blood. <laughs> oh god so he he corners her and she's like please marty don't marty stop and he goes how do you want it how to cold and then just pokes her in the belly with the javelin killing her and then he goes out of the shower or out of the the locker room and proceeds to yell i showed you april fools motherfucker marty ratson (laughs) you motherfuckers Then the movie takes another turn because we we hear a bunch of voices going, Marty. He's like, who's there? Who is that? It's like, wait a second. You just went from the crazy killer to a scared little mouse. Like, what the fuck? And then it turns into if you had Night of the Living Dead or Return of the Living Dead on Wish. See, this reminded me more of like when when music videos in the 80s tried to do like a Halloween themed music video and there was just a shitload of fog and everyone had white and black grease paint all over their faces. So like thriller. Yeah. It, thriller actually had high production value, but like, this is like, Oh, oh yeah, Rockwell. This is like, Rockwell. Yeah. I yes. always feels like somebody's watching me. Exactly. <laughs> so he goes toward the voices and finds a room filled with fog. And suddenly all the people he killed one by one start popping up, taunting him like, 
we're gonna get you, Marty. <laughs> just like the one guy holds up a joint, like it's good shit, Marty. You should try it. Like, what is going on? <laughs> so Marty runs out of the room, freaked out, but keeps getting cornered by ghostly versions of his victims. Smash cut to him waking up screaming in a hospital bed covered with bandages. A nurse comes in to see him, tells him the plastic surgeon has done a wonderful job and he'll be able to take off the bandages in a couple of weeks. Cut out to the hall of the hospital. We see a call light going off and a doctor goes to investigate what's happening. He enters no, the room. No, first he's less like, he waves it off. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He talk, he's talking because he's talking to a nurse. And he yeah, he's like, oh, fuck it. <laughs> and then he makes his way over. And he sees the nurse standing over Marty's bed with a syringe while Marty screams, I'll get even. Just see if I don't. The doctor goes, is everything okay? The nurse turns around and it's Marty in a nurse disguise. And he stabs the the doctor in the eye with a syringe. Eye trauma. And then turns toward the camera and peels off his burned face. Credits yes. the end. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Oh my god. All right. Not for nothing. I would have ended the movie with just Marty walking through the hallways of the school screaming, April Fools, motherfuckers. Right. Winning, but nobody giving a shit. Exactly. The, the weird ghost ending and then the, the twist, none of it made sense. I, I really do feel like they were like, How are we gonna explain away all the crazy shit Marty was able to pull off in the school? Like, yeah, fuck it, it was all a dream. Yeah, he's really crazy in the hospital. That's it. It's like, oh, Jesus Christ. But yeah. I would have thought of the sequel. Well, yeah. This is never <laughs> getting a sequel. But... No. <laughs> I mean, final thoughts overall. I feel like this, this is a movie. Like I use Audition all the time as an example on this show. This is a movie I would put in the same camp as Audition, where it doesn't make fucking sense, but it has memorable moments that are enjoyable as hell. So it's like, I really like this movie because it's so ridiculous and wacky. But I get it don't make no damn sense, and it's stupid. Yeah, that's kind of how but I it feel. Isn't like, it isn't like it doesn't make sense the way that men didn't make sense. <laughs> no, men is all style, no substance. Okay. <sighs> I would not lump this in with audition. I think this is a f- much, like, a far superior film to audition. <laughs> Oh, I will agree with you on that. I'm just saying in the same sense that there's memorable scenes, but the story doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Audition is how long? Let's say it's 90 minutes. Mm. Audition is 85 minutes of completely boring bullshit. (laughs) And then piano wire. And then five minutes of fun. Well, not to be fair, there's there's the weird sack boy vomit scene. Whatever. (laughs) I'm never watching it again. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) I, I saw it once and I was like, okay. You wasted my time. This, <laughs> at least it's a fun ride. Oh, yeah. It doesn't make sense. It's not supposed to make sense. These movies never make sense. You know, like, <laughs> there's a reason they didn't have sequels. Everybody <laughs> was just trying to make the next Jason Voorhees. Yeah, they thought up a bunch of kills. They thought up a mask for the killer. Mm-hmm. And they were just like throwing darts at the board and seeing what sticks. Well, and again, it's like like we said at the at the top, this was originally supposed to be called April Fool's Day. Um, and again, it's the whole holiday themed or or event themed slasher movie. Um, the only reason that this wasn't called April Fool's Day was because also April Fool's Day came out in 1986 as well. 
you could have had a month of prank movies. Oh yeah, pranks. Honestly, uh, both, both this and April Fool's Day, I almost put on the docket for an April Fool's Day um, special two years in a row, but we have just so much going on around that time every year that I could never make it work. So I was like, yeah, we'll find another way to get the, the movie. Would you on. guys agree that this is better than April Fool's? Yes. Oh, April Fool's Day? Fuck yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> April Fool's Day is not a, a good movie. Like like I said, it's it's one of those films I argue is is remembered fondly only because it was on so much. It's remembered fondly because of the poster. That too. You didn't mention that because I I was listening to the episode the other day of the noose ponytail. Right. (laughs) That got people to rent April Fool's Day. The weird jester attacking the Slaughter High logo, which was the videotape for Slaughter High. Mm -hmm. They rented that shit. Yeah. They just thought like, well, this is a cheap slasher knockoff. I don't want to waste my time with it. If they'd only known that they were getting a better movie with full of male nudity and bad Chinese food and melting Asian women in bathtubs and electric vaginas. They, you know, <laughs> electric vagina. That sounds electric like an eighties, like it sounds like an eighties synth pop band. It does. We are electric vaginas. Oh, <laughs> uh, they're definitely a German synth pop band. <laughs> this is our Ooh. new album. Blue milk. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there, there's not a whole hell of a lot of trivia that we haven't already mentioned. Um, like Maurice mentioned how Carol was actually 35 at the time of the filming, playing a teenager. Um, we talked about the, the the pieces poster that was on the wall in the uh, the um, agent's office. But uh, the um, apparently the, the high school was actually used in the Adam Ant um, Goody Two Shoes video as well. So not only did Carol... show up in that video but the high school did as well so did she like go from shooting the video to doing the movie right away i don't remember when goody two shoes came out yeah because this Uh, sat on the shelf for several years oh yeah yeah, because um marty died in 1984 and this didn't come out until 1986 yeah Yeah. so that means they filmed in 83 yeah so yeah right around the same time as goody two shoes (laughs) Oh man, but yeah, it was uh was definitely an interesting film. <laughs> Maybe Adam Ant wanted a blood toilet in the video, but they were like, nope, nope, too much. <laughs> that, that, that's what happened. The, the bathtub of acid and <laughs> they were just leftover props that couldn't get past the sensors for the video. Can you yep. imagine like a coked up Adam Ant talking to the music video director and be like I need a blood toilet and an acid bath. And then I've been like, that makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) What Adam Ant wants, Adam Ant gets. And then they just left it over. (laughs) And then they decided to use it for the movie. (laughs) And then all the directors were like, look at all this production value. (laughs) I guess picture them trying to like reason with Adam Ant. Like, listen, MTV is not going to play your music video if there's a blood toilet. (laughs) And then he just does a huge line of coke, and he's like, but I'm Adam Ant. <laughs> he got oh. so mad that he just kept eating a lot of Mighty Taco and bad Chinese. <laughs> he, filled, he filled up the 
the septic tank himself, and they really <laughs> killed fodder number one. That's why there was the steaming shit box. Yep. Adamant. Oh. He never left the set. Oh my god. <laughs> he's he's really the caretaker now. <laughs> that, was, that was his real bed in the set. <laughs> Oh if there were burrito God. wrappers laying around the floor of the caretaker's room, I would have lost it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, this this was an interesting episode. <laughs> we are Electric Vagina. This is our new album, Blood Toilet. <laughs> <laughs> With our hit single, Blue Milk. <laughs> oh, Lord. Their second <sighs> single is Spider Dog Dick. <laughs> the oh, B side of that is called Acid Bath. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, you know, I knew this one was going to be fun, but damn, that's, that's good. But all right, well, <laughs> we should get to our social media before we wrap this up. Uh, for those of you not following us on social media, we are Boogeyman, the Boogeyman's Closet on both Facebook and Instagram. And Maurice handles our Twitter. What is that good, sir? At Boogeyman's the. Thank you very much. Uh, we do have a Patreon. It's $3 a month for all of our unedited episodes, as well as one exclusive episode every month. Um, I'm trying to uh, post the these episodes, like the unedited ones, before the edited version hits the feed. So I'm trying to get better about that. I've been able to do that with the last two episodes. I will hopefully continue that trend moving forward. So if you want early access to the unedited stuff, that's how you get it. Um, we're also part of the Rad Pantheon <laughs> network. Uh, it's uh, radpantheon.com and Rad Pantheon on all the socials. It's just a bunch of awesome artists and podcasters and musicians all basically doing rad stuff. So go check that out for more stuff like this podcast and to get to uh, get a chance to see some awesome art and listen to some cool music. Mike, I want to thank you for joining us yet again and toss it over to you for any plugs you'd like to give. Count Creepy Heads Saturday Morning Monster Mash. That's Creepy with a K. Uh, if you want to find our link tree, go to countcreepy.com. Uh, we're available anywhere podcasts are available. We're on like 17 platforms or something crazy. So if you guys want more fun and contagious laughter and giggles, you got it. Just once you're done listening to boogeyman's closet if you got some time please listen to count creepy head saturday morning monster mash first second i thought you were going to say and we're we're available for weddings parties and <laughs> that's right <laughs> if you have a quinceanera and you want me mike and josh to show up and just make fun of everybody we'll gladly do it <laughs> a live recording yeah right there at your quinceanera We'll talk about He-Man for three hours <laughs> while your daughter turns 15. <laughs> and apparently, if you want to hear me breathing heavily with a raspy voice, listen to the next episode. Actually, I think we know what happened. Maurice was sitting in on last, uh, our recordings <laughs> of the last episode. I sure was. Breathing the heavily in the voyeur. background. He was the asthmatic voyeur in the background eating burritos. <laughs> oh, my God. But for those of you that like to watch our next uh, movie before we, we cover it, the next episode will be 156, Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon. That'll wrap up our month of one and done slashers. So definitely check that out. But all right, guys, I think we're going to wrap it up here. So as always, this is Mike saying goodbye. April Fool, motherfucker. 
<laughs> All right, let's party! Cheese, sleaze, and boobies. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed what you heard, follow us on Instagram at The Boogeyman's Closet, where you can stay up to date with everything we have planned. Thank you. Thank you.